Today is a little bit like an episode of Seinfeld. Remember the show uh, that essentially was about nothing, but the conversation was riveting and it was fun and light and whimsical. That's what uh, Joyce and I uh, do today. We have what I call the unplugged, and you get to really know who we are by the topics that we literally are attracted by and talk about. So not a lot of structure, but I think there are some lessons and nuggets to be teased out. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're admitting defeat or uh, simply creating a new, uh, we're diversifying. <laughs> <laughs> we're sh we're recording our pre-talks because <laughs> I th we think people throughout the universe <laughs> will be glad to have this to say, do you know what the people were like then? <laughs> they were like Bob and Joyce who thought with 5,000 downloads <laughs> of their ODHR that they were doing well until we said, oh no. We, it, that comes down to 40 downloads a month. However, well, let me see if that math, I, I don't know if that math, math works, so let's Well, let's see. pretend we have 40 and and they each paid uh, $100,000 subscription for the year. You know, <laughs> Joyce, our podcasts are a mm. little like, are a little like what life in OD is all about. Sometimes oh, you are going to try to relate this. Well, well, what what you do today, or the uh, the interaction that you have, or uh, the change that you initiate, you, you don't see the results or the outcome for weeks, months, years. Our <laughs> podcast is just like that. <laughs> No, you this, just, this, we're going to get mixed up. We're not going to know what we're creating. Is this the OD? This, or this, 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 pod, <laughs> this podcast is, is uh, literally, uh, you know, we're going into an organization, in this case, HROD, and disrupting. Uh, so, you know, it's going to take time. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, truthfully we've just decided why not let people know who we are and we spent five minutes talking about toilet paper versus kleenex uh versus um the irritations when the roll <laughs> the paper gets stuck to the roll and you can't find the end and then to bob's grandson's method which is just get a big pile of toilet paper on the floor unravel <laughs> the whole damn thing yeah just take a <laughs> take a bit from the scarf that's on the floor disintegrating because you also brushed your teeth all over the whole bathroom so yeah I was, so what will we do today well See, now we're shifting to the other mode you know i i think uh, for starters <laughs> yeah for starters yeah uh I think our banter back and forth um, before we actually turn on the record button is essential uh, to, to, us. to us kind of jumping in. Yeah. And, yeah. To us. Yeah. And it, it kind of gets you and I both in the room. It gets us in the mindset of, okay, we're, this is work. I mean, Eventually. you said it a couple of times, okay, let's get some work done. Um, That's not what so, I said. 
yeah, you did say something else, but that was my sanitized uh-huh. uh, interpretation. So, you know, I think in HROD, this whole notion of tilling the soil, uh, not jumping right into task. Um, nice um, job letting, of mixing up our channels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our mix them channels. Up. Mix them up. Life mixes you up. You can, so Bob can I, find I, a metaphor in anything. <laughs> anything. Mr. Mr. Metaphor. So, Joyce, yes. uh, let's talk about this. What we're going to talk um, about? Let's talk no, about this. Well, I'd like to talk about, you know, from a broad, broad podcast. I almost <laughs> made us like TV from a broadcast <laughs> standpoint. From a podcast standpoint, we, we've sometimes gone back and forth about HR, OD, and I, I don't know whether it muddles. In life. And life. And I don't know if it muddles our brand. I don't either. And the whole, because I, and actually hybrid working is struggling with this, is what about the shared goofiness or laughter or mistakes or chagrin or irritation that grow a relationship, you know, informally in order to do work together? I mean, every company with people working primarily at home are losing the hallway conversation. They structure it. I know I've, I've encouraged a couple companies to structure a coffee bar kind of atmosphere for people to just drop in. And anyhow, <laughs> we're justifying what we're doing. Um, here, I, here's what I was thinking of for today. And then are we going to end this and then go into the formal? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll you can decide. cut it up we're, later. We're, you can cut it up later. Yeah, we're about halfway through. So throw it you know, throw a topic like, um, well, here's what I was thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of that. We should, I was thinking about a tight focus for a customer and who you want to listen. And I think it, I think our helpfulness is really on internal OD practitioners more than not. You know, others can glean or enjoy or I don't know. I just think that our special expertise is we did bold work and survived and got promoted to the top of the companies. So, yeah, something. um, I think that's where we have something to offer. So those of you who are individual practitioners, we don't know what you do and we don't we never got paid what you do. Yeah, you know, there's there's another. So I I totally agree with that, and I think about our last episode where we talked about leaning into your discomfort, going into your fear. Yeah, yeah, I was scared to death, but you know the excitement got me there. I think yeah, that's a part of it for sure. You know what? I look back, I look at some of the things that you and I were immersed in, and we have the knowledge and the skill and and the experience today, and we certainly didn't have it back then. And despite that, we still jumped in, uh, even with not, you know, I don't know whether it was uh, just pure exuberance or overconfidence in our youth. I don't know, but it, it seemed to have worked. We bore easily. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amen. <laughs> we like to stir the pot. Um, I was thinking today of talk, having you talk, or I, I, this is what came to my mind. You sure. done operations, human resources, and OD. How, diff- what did you do 
differently in each role because oh and i remember a time in our career where you hated posting i think i don't know about oh, there was a shift and then you got put into um <laughs> the hr role and you suddenly went what we have to post all positions i can't remember the shift in positions that you had but your opinion shifted like that do you remember it's well, I do. I, I, what, what I find is uh, even though you're the same person going into that role, it's like walking around a room and seeing it from different perspectives. Yeah. So I'm, you're, you're not leaving the company, but when you're in an operations role, uh, your focus is clearly on winning, whether it be Numbers. your financials, yeah. whether it be you know, sales, customer acceptance. And then all of a sudden you get thrown into HR and you're, you don't even see that. You see lawsuits, uh, you see harassment, uh, uh, and you, you see some good opportunities to create structure, whether it be policies. And, and then you go into OD and you kind of embrace the mess of what organizational life is all about and how do you guide it. So to me, that's, you're the same person, you're the same, you know, in the same environment or room or company, but your context uh, shifts pretty dramatically. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, because I'd like to say you, as you grow and do other things, you, you keep some of what you've learned and what you've assimilated in the role. I, I hope that's the case, but maybe it isn't. Well, I think that's part of grooming a CEO. Oh, gosh, is yes. To give, because I'm thinking of almost, I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm rifling through my CEOs. They almost all, when they got in that role, had to give up the one they liked the best <laughs> to put them. <laughs> you know, there was one person I'm thinking who was more attached to marketing and yeah. tended to carry that first. But as the role evolved and the demand evolved and bad things happened in an area they never had to deal with, you learn. But I think every, I don't know, can you think of a couple specific CEOs? Did you think they were? Yeah, I can think of one that was kind of OD oriented. Oh yeah, yeah. and. To, to your point, within the organization before becoming a CEO, Ashley got dipped into a role in HR. So it kind of carried forward mm -hmm. into uh, his role as a CEO. And you're right, marketing, um, it, it's amazing how a person's orientation, so if someone comes out of legal, we both know mm -hmm. an attorney that became a CEO mm -hmm. and their perspective uh, mm -hmm. was very different than others. Mm -hmm. And they have to learn to stretch or be stretched by painful incidents. <laughs> and well, and, and, and I look at, at Hugh and, uh, so you know, I, I <laughs> well, I'm using, hey, we're unplugged. We're today. unplugged. But, what the, what the? I, but, but what I was going to say is he, uh, his education and background didn't necessarily uh, be uh, 100% consistent with becoming a CEO. Uh, I think he was a history major, an educator. And I think that was the most valuable aspects of what, I won't mention his name again, he brought into the role. 
I would say he's um, a very well balanced. Yeah, yeah. In terms of skill and personhood for the role. Um, I, 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 and here's what I love about a CEO. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to have this, but there's extra energy when they literally love the business they are running as yeah. opposed to being, I'm a CEO that can run anything. Um, so uh, some of my favorite CEOs to work with were crazy about the business, couldn't stay out of the stores, couldn't stay out of the numbers. Um, and now I'm thinking of uh, yet another who s took a brief, a big sigh of relief and said, oh, I don't have to know anything. I just have <laughs> to manage experts. I don't yep. have to know a damn thing. I just have to. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. so fun. <laughs> and we may be thinking of the same person, but like you said about you and I a minute ago about boring easily, if we're thinking of the same CEO, we won't use names. Uh, he, I'll give the gender, he bored oh, easily. I'm thinking of she. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I really am. But I have a... Yeah. <laughs> Female CEO, you know who you are if you've worked with Joyce. <laughs> She's talking about you. All of you, thank goodness. All of you. Oh, gosh. So, I, I've got something. Um, well, I'm going to finish. I want to ask you this. What yeah. skills came to the fore in operations? Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you kind of an overtime. Mm -hmm. uh, what came to the fore. Uh, I think early on, I, I saw running a store like uh, doing a, a sport event. I saw it as a competition. Mm -hmm. And so whether, whether it be uh, beating the supermarket down the street uh, or playing the game of growing sales, increasing margin, reducing shrink, uh, early on, I, I felt uh, really uh, attached to that whole of playing the game. And it felt competitive um, all the time. All the time. And, you know, yeah. you've got uh, you've got 12 other stores in your area. So you get almost daily reinforcement or the opposite, mm -hmm. depending on how you did versus others. So I think the uh, the adrenaline rush of of competing mm -hmm. uh, was clearly uh, and, and quite honestly, if I think about as a DM district manager, if I think about uh, being a vice president of operations, that that was consistent throughout all of them is that adrenaline rush of making a positive positive difference seeing the needle move mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there you have it why'd you ask that question because i'm going to ask about it in the other roles okay so, so <laughs> no so here I, and I, uh, uh, go ahead okay so what skills came to your to the fore I'm not saying all the others disappeared, but came to the fore in your HR executive role. Oh, uh, providing guidance, order, and structure. 
So looking at a system, meaning the organizational system, the people side, and looking at where all the deficiencies existed. So if your hiring process was random and ineffective, maybe it's a little bit of competitive, but I I felt um, a passion around creating a process or structure that improved that particular area. I mean, you and I have done a lot of policy writing. I mean, policy I writing policy. is, uh, I love it. And hate a cultural it, tool. So free, bringing uh, support and structure and guidance um, to all those aspects of HR. And, and you know, so it's, there's almost an exception based. So where are we most struggling? And when I was in HR, I, I became committed to whether it be how we recruit, how we hire, uh, how we treat our employees, handling moments of truth, terminations, policies. I kind of immersed myself in that world and loved it. I, I thought I was pretty good at bringing structure where there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Totally different than operations. <laughs> of course, I'm having to give these names. So the first one, uh, operations was competition. I view HR as yep. kind of protection taking care yeah. of the company, taking care yes. that it's fair, taking care that pay is fair. It's, it's protective in a way. That, that, that's, we're saying the same thing. We're saying it a different way, but you're, you're exactly right. Well, um, I don't think yeah. I really thought of HR like that, but you're protecting the integrity. You're protecting yep. the safety. You're protecting the fairness. Um, and now onto OD, what skills came to the fore? You know, um, I, it's going to sound odd because it, it, it conflicts a little bit with what I just said. Um, and that is um, looking at the organization uh, as almost like a living organism or, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the system um, and, and, you know, maybe it's the same thing as HR and structure and order, but I, I see it, uh, literally going in, like almost like a surgeon going into the areas of the company that need, uh, uh, you know, uh, a shot in the arm or a new organ, you know, there I go, Mr. Metaphor man. No, I'm just thinking, <laughs> thank you for helping me come up with the third. It's disruption. Positive totally. disruption. So you have competition, you have protection, and you have disruption. Shall we write a book about that that is 250 pages and says nothing more than what we've said? <laughs> I think we do. What do they call a book when it's a short book, a mini book? You've done. You Remember, David, he wrote those little booklets? Yes. Pamphlet. Pamphleteering. No, I don't know. I call them little. Well, at any rate. Yeah. So it... it so I'm going to ask you a question, not because you were one necessarily, but because you work closely with so many. So if you think about a person that you've known in the past that has gone in as a CEO, there may be more than one answer. What were the things that they brought in to their role? And I will think of a, a thematic title for it. Projection. <laughs> projection onto the future, look, looking um, with the left hand, scanning all the time for what needs tweaking, what needs tweaking, um, 
whether is it sales, is it culture, is it whatever, <laughs> into I think one of the most important shifts is looking outside the company. Both what we've wow. talked about are inside, but I think it is what's the future coming? Are we prepared for that? What kind of future do we want to create? Um, how do we get the new kinds of talent that we might need for that new world coming? Scanning, scanning, scanning. Mm. Uh, gathering new approaches, going out into the world, coming back and saying, this is, a, this, is, this is going to be our future playground. This is our sandbox for the future. What do we need? Do we, yeah. So it's very, needs to be. That's why sometimes CEOs can feel very absent. But the ones that do that best, meaning, looking at the future and strategy, you know, um, they're really great learners and scanners and um, yeah, that's what's different. Yeah. And, and, and they, this... they have the awareness that they can play all the instruments of a company and yeah. even direct it, but they have to say, what are we going to Miami next? <laughs> I kind of bring that whole company with me. Yeah. So I, 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 the word that came as I was listening to was foresight to, mm -hmm. to be living in a world of projecting out, seeing mm -hmm. what's happening. And, mm -hmm. and so it's like looking to the future. Um, and then the, something emerged right at the end of the conversation, almost like an orchestra conductor mm -hmm. doesn't play any instrument uh, in, in, uh, the production of a, a symphony, but literally is the most important person uh, on the stage. Yes, and you said project, so I'm going to go with projection. So we have competition. Competition, <laughs> I'm going to write these down. <laughs> and then protection, protection. What was the others? I don't know. Project <laughs> Projection <laughs> was, but that was, and I don't know if that, is that what we used also for OD? Uh, no, um, <clears throat> OD was disruption. Oh, thank you for your memory. Yeah, so we oh, had oh, we competition. Have to book. Okay, we got the book. I think our work is done here, Joyce. Let's yeah. sign off while we're still <laughs> okay. ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that, right? Oh, we're done. Okay, good. <laughs> so when Joyce and I finally got around to the topic of talking about how a person's ideas and perspective and opinions are often shaped by their orientation or the role they're playing, uh, it really speaks to two things that I think can be teased out. One is to recognize your perspective based on the hat you're wearing and appreciate the hat that other people are sharing. And if you think about diversity of thought and getting all the voices heard at the table, I think our conversation today really punctuated the importance of not only recognizing your own perspective, but at the same time, appreciating the perspective of others. Maybe I land a plane or two here. Okay, till next time, be safe and be well.